right, welcome to Christmas in July. Um, I love Christmas. Here I am. It's my favourite time of the year, so I think we should celebrate it more than once. <laughs> so that's why we have Christmas in July. Is anybody too warm? Do we need to open the door? Just no? You don't want it behind you. <laughs> All right, let's just pray and then I've just got a little thought to share and we'll see what the Holy Spirit gets up to. It's always exciting. Are we ready for something good to happen? All right, well, let's just focus on him and um, just thank him. Lord, we thank you for this time we've already been able to share together and um, we thank you for the good food, the good family company we have, Lord. We thank you for your peace in this place. We pray peace upon the children. And... uh, Holy Spirit, have your way here this morning. We want to meet with you. We want to encounter you, Lord. We want to know you more. We want to have fun with you. We want to see you move in our lives and the lives of those sitting next to us, Lord. We want to um, just step into the things of the Spirit more. Our angels, we welcome you to help us minister this morning. We welcome heaven. We just step into those realms. I just encourage you to step in. Just mentally relocate yourself in him. Step into the things of the spirit right now. If you're visual, just imagine yourself stepping in through a gate and there's Jesus and let him lead and, and talk to you this morning. Just rest in him this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we live and move and have our being in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence within us and all around us. Thank you for your power that flows through us. Thank you for your peace and your healing. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Hmm, okay then. <laughs> oh, today we're celebrating Christmas in July. And, uh, oh, I'm a little bit whacked already. All right. Um, let's just enjoy him for a minute. He's, yeah, he's loving on us. I woke up this morning and the Lord just said, um, you don't have to do anything or give me anything. I just want to give to you. And, uh, you know, that's actually his heart, that he just wants to give to us. We often think we're God's workhorse, and we're not. He actually just wants to spend time with us, for us to know him and recognize who he is and how good he is. And out of that, everything flows. We don't have to be do-do-doing. We just be with him. And um, it's just, just stepping into that place, out of the system of do-do-do, and into a place of just acknowledging his presence and letting his peace and his joy wash over us. Mm. So we thank you, Lord, for your great love for us. We thank you for your peace and that we can just breathe, Lord. When I was thinking about what I was going to say this morning, oh, <laughs> um, it's actually quite apt that she did that because it was <laughs> the 
that um, you can go out to our room if you like. Now, um, when Jesus came, when the when the angel came to Joseph and and um, he said, um, "The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us." And it's the words that the angel used when telling Joseph that Mary was going to uh, have a baby. They didn't have to be afraid that it's okay. And um, and we think Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God with us. And that's why we can celebrate Christmas all year, really, because the whole thing about Christmas is we celebrate Jesus coming as a little baby and uh, that he, he came um, even in fragile you know, fragility and, and he came to be God with us. And um, so we can celebrate all year that God is with us, Emmanuel. God is with us. And, you know, we get used to that at Christmas time. We get used to the whole God is with us um, and kind of go, oh, yeah. But if we think about that, that God is with you, God who created the universe, that one word, light came to be, the planets were formed, the whole of creation, he's with you, that he resides within you. You know, Jesus, he said, I need to go back to be with my Father in heaven, but I'm, I need to go because I want you to receive my spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that you don't need to just be with me, you know, one, follow me about the streets, and if I'm not there, you feel terrible. Because when, when Jesus went to the cross, and the disciples were distraught. They were like, what are we going to do now? They didn't understand, and then he rose again, and then he goes back up to heaven, and they're standing there going, what do we do now? And he said, go and wait in Jerusalem and he went to the upper room and they all waited and they were praying and they were like, what's going to happen now? But it's because Jesus wanted to be with all of them, wherever they were, to the ends of the earth, he wanted to be with them. So he knew that he had to go so that the spirit, God's spirit could be imparted to each one of us. And that's what God has done, that God is with us. The spirit of God that hovered across the, around, you know, hovered over the darkness and then light came to be. The Spirit of God who raises people from the dead. The Spirit of God that anoints us. You know, anoints us for ministry. That he is with us. And uh, Philip and I were, and the girls were watching this week a movie called Holy Ghost, which is about a filmmaker. We've actually ordered a copy, so amongst you, you'll probably all get to watch it. Um, about a filmmaker who just wanted to film a movie led totally by the Holy Spirit. So he would just wait on God and go, right, where do you want me to go today? And they just went all over the world, literally, with a couple of guys with them. They'd go out onto the street and they'd say, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do today? And they'd pray for people. They were seeing people get healed, seeing people get saved. He sent them. They waited one morning and the Lord said, I want you to go to Monaco. Monaco. And uh, they were meant to be going somewhere else. And he sent them to Monaco and and this guy had a vision of a boat. And he's like, we have to get on a boat. Anyway, the story keeps on going and just how the Lord just weaved through this lovely story for them. They ended up meeting this lady and being able to minister her and, and she got saved and it was her boat they ended up on. But it was like God will send us, if we're listening, for just one person to come to know him. If just one person to come to know him, he will go. And it's like that's how much he, he loves, loves us. You know, somebody went for us. You know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is about when the disciples and Jesus got in the boat and they went across the sea and they stepped out of the boat and there was this demon-possessed man 
He'd lived in the tombs. They couldn't hold him. Chains couldn't hold him. He was so possessed with so many demons. And um, he comes running down to Jesus and starts yelling and screaming because he's overwhelmed by the demonic. And Jesus sets him free. And then he gets back in the boat and goes to the other side. Just for one man. Jesus went all that way just for one man. You see, that's what the love of God will compel us to do. It's just, he goes, just go for the one. Because we go, oh, we want thousands. But Jesus goes, will you just go for the one? Because somebody went for you. Somebody shared about Jesus for you. Somebody went to all the effort just for you because God compelled them. And that's, that's the cool thing about God being with us is that we're able to hear him and, oh, okay, we're able to hear him and... Um, listen to him but the secret about that is us being surrendered and I know Philip spoke about that a couple of weeks ago about just being willing to go and to do whatever God asks us to do because we can go about our daily lives you know we wake up we get up we you know get breakfast if you've got kids you get them off to their whatever they're doing you go to work you clean all those things and those things have to be done you know, go to uni, go to school. But if we go before we even get out of bed and go, God, I'm here for you today. What do you want me to do? Because he knows all the things we have to do. But say, God, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, I'm up for an adventure this morning. I'm up for an adventure today. And he will lead you and guide you and direct you into some amazing things. He'll lead you to people just to be able to speak to or to do some kindness to because we don't know what they need. You know, you can, just by being obedient, somebody's life can be saved. You know, I've heard stories of people and they just showed a bit of kindness or they asked, how are you going? Or they offered to pray for somebody. And they've said, you know, you don't know this, but I was about to go home and commit suicide. But because you did that, I'm not going to do that now. Or, you know, just to be able to bless someone at the shops. Hey, I'll pay for your shopping or let me buy you a coffee. Or give them some flowers as you're walking by, you know. It's like we just think, oh, but people are so desperate to know that, to know love and to know that somebody is actually interested in them. And we just think, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, we're not going to make a big difference. Don't underestimate an act of kindness or just being responsive to something God lays on our heart. And God's not going to overwork us. It actually makes you feel alive. You know, anybody know that? That when you do something and you know you're in God's plan, it's like, yes, I've done what I was meant to do today. Because if you get to the end of the day and you haven't been listening up and you think, oh, well, that's just another day gone. No matter what we have to do. I mean, somebody was sharing me this week that we, when we're at the prayer meeting on Tuesday, we just, we actually prayed specifically over each person in the prayer meeting for about five, ten minutes, just prayed, sang over them, got in the spirit realm. And some things broke out this week in some people's lives where there's just, they're talking to their boss, their po- boss to let them pray for them. They were speaking about Jesus. There was stuff going because they went, God, you just use me today. It's amazing happens. I was actually watching on uh, this guy called Todd White and he's a street minister. He goes out, he's got dreadlocks and tats and he's, he's this cool dude and, he's, and uh, he was an atheist for 22 years and, and God rescued him. He was about to commit suicide, I think, and, and God um, just spoke to him. And so he just goes out and tells people about Jesus. He's not eloquent. He just says what he knows. And this little boy, he was running this meeting and this little boy who was legally blind... 
um, rocked up at the meeting and said, can you please pray for my eyes? And he goes, yeah, and just loved on him. It wasn't some highfalutin Spiro prayer. It was just God, just Jesus, thank you that you love this kid. Heal him. And his eyes were healed. He was healed. So anyway, he gets a whole family and he's standing in there. Lord says to him, take these guys shopping. They've come three hours. They've got no one where to stay. They're not really wealthy. So he takes them out shopping. Well, he's out shopping. He's ta- this kid is telling all the shoppers, I was blind, but now I see. And he's telling everybody. So then this guy's praying for these ki- people in the shop. Do you know Jesus? This is what Jesus, he just loves you. He loves you. Do you know him? And he's leading all these people. The whole floor gets all the shop assistants are hearing about Jesus and getting saved just because he was brave enough to say, you know what, if somebody comes to me, I'm going to pray. If I can see a need, I'm going to meet it. I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus because that's what makes you feel alive. You know, Christianity is not meant to be boring or dry or hard work or scary. Well, company, you know, pushes out of our comfort zone. It's meant to be that the very, your very inner being just goes, wee, this is it, you know. Like it's not meant to be boring. If it's boring, then we need to give a kick, you know, come on. Because that's, you see somebody who was blind and now they see. Come on now. Are you going to tell everybody? Is your, what's your day? What's your special thing for the day going to be? Yeah, and that's, he's just an average American guy, you know. He's got a past. But in God, he knows he's got a future. You know, and we can sometimes go, well, who am I? Well, who are you not to? You're a child of the Most High God with a resurrection power residing on the inside of you. You have God with you. God with us. The God who raised Jesus from the dead. You know, it's like the, the one who opened blind eyes. That was the Holy Spirit that did that. And it's just us being going, you know what? I may feel like I'm unworthy. I might feel like I don't have it all together. I might feel like I have anxiety attacks. So how can I talk to somebody? I might feel like I've, I'm weighed down with worries or I mess up or I blow my stack. It's like God doesn't care. He says, you just hang out with me and do what I ask you to do, whether it just be a simple act of kindness. You know, um, the young adults, every month or so, they go out and they just bless people. And I heard this week about one of the ones they blessed and how it just how much it meant to them to come and come and just pray for somebody and give them some cookies. You know, we just think, oh, well, you know, what's that? It's, it's you don't understand that, that that it makes an impact. You know, the gift makes way for the giver. And it's just the little things. We will we be obedient in the little things, you know, because if we'll be obedient in the little things, he'll trust us with the greater treasures. And the Holy Spirit just wants to, he just wants us to be on a wild ride. You know, sitting, you, you, you have no idea how much potential you have on the inside of you. It's like you have resurrection power on the inside of you. That when you lay hands on people, that they will recover. And it's like, well, how do I know? Well, just step out and say, all right, God, I'm just going to do this. Are you going to be terrified? Yes, you are. But God, it's the way we learn is by doing it. And if you miss it, you go, okay, that's not, ha- that's not it. But if we just say, oh, what if I get it wrong? Or what if nothing happens? What if something does happen? Even Jesus prayed twice for the blind man. There was a man blind and he took him to the outskirts of the city and he laid mud, put mud on his eyes. Don't be afraid that God actually do weird things. He put mud on his eyes. Somebody else he spat on. Um, you know, I don't recommend doing it as you feel prompted. But, you know, God asks us to do some weird things. That's okay. 
And, and then he says, can you, now open your eyes. What do you see? Ask them what they see. When you pray, say, okay, try something out. Try something you couldn't do before. What can you see? And he says, I see men walking around and they look like trees. So Jesus, Jesus prayed again. And he prayed again and then he says, I see. Don't be afraid to pray again. If you've been prayed for and, oh, that didn't work, then come and get prayed for again. I had a knee disease and a, and a joint disease and I just kept on getting prayer because I was like, I'm not going to get stuck with this thing. And I just prayed and prayer and over and over and over and then one day, bang, I was healed. You cannot give up because what God's word says is true. So if you've prayed for someone and it didn't happen, then get back out there and pray again or just find somebody else to pray for and bless because God he will start to work. It's just that, what is it? The kingdom of God is taken by violence, not by timidity. You do not have a spirit of timidity in this, inside of you. You can't tell me that there's a little Holy Spirit who goes, oh, I'll just pray now. No, it's actually quite bold. Holy Spirit is bold. Yeah, he's bold. Yeah. You see, I don't know if some of you have met um, Isabel. She's my mentor. She's a little lady. She's about this tall. Um, and, and she was sharing with some of the, some, some of that came to my birthday party. And, um, she's this little lady. She's raised three people from the dead. Yeah. And she goes, she, she's lost count. She's like, she's sitting talking to me. And I said, so how, Isabel, how many people have you raised from the dead? She goes, oh, one or two. Oh, hang on. No, three. You know, three people from the dead. They fell down in the middle of her preaching. She said that wasn't good enough. I raised them back to life. And another one, she got a group of ladies and we prayed. She said, they came back to life. They'd had, they were dead. They were dead and now they're alive. She's, she, now you sit down and have a coffee with her. She's, she's an awesome lady, but she is just a woman. Yeah, she just believes and, and believes and goes, I'm just here for you to use me. I just want to be used. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus resides on the inside of us. He, he is Emmanuel, God with us. And you may think, oh, well, you know, church and God, and you might hear people say that. But if we, are, you know, it's not by a whole lot of talk often, it's by demonstration. It's by demonstration of love when there isn't any love. It's by demonstration of acceptance. It's by demonstration of caring. And it's by demonstration that God is a God of love and a God of power and he wants to meet people's needs, you know? And that he is moved with compassion. That's what moves him to set people free. He's moved with compassion. It's the compassion of God that, that he, he heals, heals the sick. You know, it was the compassion of Jesus with this widow and her son, her only son, was being walked down the, at the road and there was a funeral going on. And with compassion... He walked over, and I love this about Jesus, he walked over and he raised this boy out of his coffin to life in the middle of the funeral because it was her only son and he knew she would be destitute without him because the son looked after the mother and the rest of the family. That's the compassion of God, that he would interrupt. And sometimes we're so afraid to interrupt. You know, what if nothing happens? What if, what if they think we're weird? doesn't matter because the compassion of God is that he wants to interrupt because he knows what people are going through. So if I can encourage you this morning, just say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Holy Spirit, you lead me. You guide me. You take me where you want me to go. 
Yeah, Mum, can I pick on you for a minute and get you just to talk about going to Wales and how you didn't really want to go and what the Lord did? Can I just... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hey, I'll put you on mic so it's recorded. I'll just stay here. Yeah. yeah. I was up doing a house sit in Leaderville and um, I met this lady on the street, oh, actually in church and... And she sang this lovely song and I, I just thought, oh, I must tell her that was lovely. And God had been speaking to me about going to Wales and I actually shared with Dale and I think I shared with Anna too. And um, he said to me four times in worship, you know, go to Wales. And um, I thought, no, I don't want to go there. That'll be boring. Um, I wanna, I've been there four times, Lord, come on, you know. Um, I want to go to Spain and, you know, see a bullfight or something go to port well just or the flamenco or something and portugal and I, i've talked to so many people and i've got lonely planet books on spain and portugal but i didn't get any on wales and but anyway after the fifth time the lord spoke to me and he said just get out of the way and i, I thought oh god's never spoken to me like that before um, and I remember saying to Anna, and she said, I think he's got your number, Nani, you know. And I thought, yeah, I think you're right. And then I rang down, she says, Mum, just go and book your ticket. And, oh, you know, and I really was quite fearful. And I thought, why am I afraid, you know? But um, so I went down the shopping centre and it took me all day at Garden City to get my ticket. I went and had a coffee. I had a look around the shops and... I thought, I've got to do this. And it was about quarter to five, I think, by the time I got there. And so I did it. And I thought, oh, ring tell up. said, I did it. I did it. Oh, good, Mum. <laughs> so um, off I went eventually to, to Wales. And um, I'm so glad I did because I went to this lovely place called Fell de Brennan, which is a Christian retreat centre. And all sorts of miracles are happening there. And... Um, People are coming to God, you know, just walking along the borders. And I thought, oh, that sounds really cool. Not boring. So um, I thought, oh, and being me, I'm not terribly organised. So I, I rang up and um, I was actually there when I, I was in Wales when I rang up and said, oh, I'd like to come up. And they said, no, we're just chock-a-block full. We're chock-a-block full for months. I thought, oh, okay, no worries. And. She said, I'll take your name and, and I'll ring you back, you know, if we get a cancellation. Well, within an hour, she'd rung me back. She said, have you been praying? I said, no. And she said, I said, but I've been hoping. <laughs> so I got up there and, and we had the most wonderful time. I met all these crazy English people that want me to come back. And we had the best time. But God really um, did some deep stuff in me, um, healing, emotional healing. Um, that I really hadn't even thought about being there. You know, I thought, oh, I'm fine, you know. And then I'd be lying in my little cell, because you have little cells like a monk or something. <laughs> I'd be lying in my little cell, you know, and God would speak to me. And, um, and then we had prayer four times a day, and um, and they had a lovely <clears throat> morning where they spoke, and they said, oh, we feel that God wants to heal the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit. And I thought, God had been speaking to me and, and he said, come on now, you know. So I put my hand up and they came up and anointed me with oil and said, and the lady said to me, um, beauty for ashes. 
And um, I thought, oh, wow, I'll have that, you know. But yeah, just God knew that I had to leave here and go there. And, and I mean, people say, oh, well, it could happen here. Well, it could, but it didn't. And so I thought, oh, that was worth it just for that, you know. But so I, I don't want to take the whole morning, but so many things happened on that trip. God just, what Dale's been saying, happened to me. God just led me. Isabel Patterson led me to contact people and I was able to pray f for a lot of people as well. But I also received, you know, which is something that hasn't happened a lot. Um, generally when I have been travelling, it's been me sort of praying for people. But I just really got healed on the inside, you know, um, deep down inside. And... Um, and God said to me, you know, um, forget about the past. Um, I'm doing a new thing. And um, do you see it? That scripture from Isaiah. And I was looking out on this beautiful scene, you know, and he says, forget about the past, you know. Don't dwell on the past. Just um, I'm doing a new thing and I'm going to give you new life. Yeah. So I'd better stop. Yeah. That was a real blessing, though. And um, thank you, Lord. Thanks, Mum. <clears throat> you see, sometimes we, we uh, as I was talking to somebody before, we often think Greek thinking, you know, we have to nut it all out. And uh, the Lord wants us to just listen with our hearts to him. He'll, you know, he, he compels us within us to follow him. It's not necessarily make sense. Actually, most of the things God asks me to do doesn't make any sense. You know, homeschooling and pastoring, it makes no logical sense. But it makes sense in my heart and I can see what God's doing and how he's blessing us. And, you know, I'm out of toil. I was toiling before. And you think, well, isn't homeschool toil? Well, not compared to the other thing, you know, rushing about. For us, it was like he just led us with our heart. And um, he does. And then he helps you through his word for it to make sense. You know, we don't have to be touchy-feely, but we do need to listen with our hearts and then he'll, he'll show us in his word and confirm it to us. Um, but just for us to be surrendered, that's, that's all he wants is I surrender, Lord, whatever, whatever you choose. And I just want to do and be wherever you want me to be. And he can use any of us. If he can use me, I tell you what, he can use anybody. I was the shyest, the sickest, the most timid thing. And God just took what I, what I, who I was and he drew out and put in things that he wanted to put in and stirred up things and made me the person that I am. And he's not finished yet by any stretch of the imagination. You know, he transitions us through phases of our life and then he starts to go, right, I'm going to do this now. And this is who you are. You know, we don't really find out who we are until he tells us. Think about that. We don't really find out who we are until he tells us. And each stage of our life, he's going to transition us through different things. And he says, okay, this is who you are. This is who I've called you to be. Yes, you are a mother, but now you're also this. You know, and, each, and we can think, well, that's over and done with. And he goes, no, now I'm transitioning you into a new part of your life. Or maybe you've been working and now you're becoming a mother or, you know, or, or you've, been, you've, you've been doing this job and you, you get your identity in that, don't you? And then God says, no, actually, this is who you are. And we can believe the system of who everybody tells you are 
or you can believe what God reveals to you. And it's just choosing to go, God, here I am. I'll go, do, be whatever you call me to be. I'll go wherever you ask me to go. And yes, that is scary because he can take you the other side of the world, but he's not going to give you anything that you can't handle. And as God said to me, I'm not trying to take from you. I just want to bless and give to you. God actually just wants to give to us. And he knows that if it stretches us, it's because he wants you bigger on the inside. He wants us bigger on the inside and he's trying to get things to us. And we're arguing all the time. I mean, mum could have been a whales months before. You know, she was arguing and, and God and then had to say, get out of the way. And I think he needs to tell us that quite often. Just get out of the way and let me get on with it and you just come along. Yeah. And uh, because then the amazing and the seemingly impossible happens. He, he'll use you to open blind eyes. He'll use you to raise people from the dead. He'll use you to bless people. He'll use you to save people's very lives. He will use you if you get out of the way and say, I'm just here, I'm just going to flow along, whatever you're doing, Holy Spirit. And he'll reveal things to you that you didn't know. And he'll show you the way to go. And he'll show you the way to profit. And he'll show you things that, you know, man would take years to figure out. He'll show you. There's a verse in Psalm 32, verse 9. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will count you with my eye upon you. Do not be as a horse or the mule which has no understanding, whose trappings include bit and bridle to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. God doesn't want us to be like a mule or a horse with a bit and a bridle that you've got to drag along because you're so stubborn and you won't get you know, where you're meant to be. He doesn't want to do that. We miss out and we waste a lot of time. We think we know. Most of the time, unless he's revealed it, we have no idea. We have no idea because, you know, he says, I will do abundantly more than you can ask or think or dare or possibly dream of. I will do more. But he just wants us to get out of the way and get on his ride. He wants to take his bush bashing off track. You know, anybody ever done that? It's, it's very fun. You know, you get the whoop thing in your tummy <laughs> and you go down. That's actually what, what he wants. And I know there's some of us and we like to have all our ducks in a row and I just want to feel safe and secure. And that's okay because he'll make you feel safe and secure. But at the same time, he's going to give us life. So I encourage you this morning to remember that Christmas is every day because he is Emmanuel, God with us. He is with you, whatever you need, but he wants to use each and every one of us in this room, no matter where you're at. He wants to use us to do exploits. And none of you are unworthy. None of us are too timid or shy because you have the resurrection power of God inside of you. If he can use a druggy, atheist man to, to open blind eyes, he can use each of us. Yeah? Amen. Let's pray together. I just want us to take a few moments and just really examine our heart and just see whether we are surrendered or whether we are getting in the way. Is to say, God, I surrender. Help me with the stuff that I struggle with. But I want to go where you say to go. I want to be where you are working. 
And if you feel comfortable just where you're sitting, just to put your hands out and just say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me with your power. Come and wash through me. Say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just receive, receive from him this morning. If you ask, he says he'll give. Just let go of all that stuff. Let go of your agenda and say, Come, Holy Spirit, I surrender. I will go where you say to go. Because remember, he's only trying to give to us. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me, wash me, empower me. I'm feeling like God wants to really release something and Miriam just came up and said there's things that God wants to birth so I'm going to go with that. Um, I want everybody to stand to their feet. We're going to do something together. Now this is where we're bold, all right? We want to receive and we want to have impartation. This is where we're bold and just to go, God, I don't care about the person next to me. You know, we're all family. We love one another. If you're not usually with us, we love you. And uh, we're, you know, it's cool. But um, I just want, if you pray in tongues, if you pray in the spirit, I want us to do that. If you don't, I just want you to focus on Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. But just to, just to thank him, we're just going to ask the Lord to just burst some stuff, to release some stuff. And uh, maybe you spoke in tongues a while ago and you haven't done it for a while. Just, just go with what you have. Just open your mouth and start to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, this is, this is Christmas. The Christmas spirit is that of giving. I can see gifts floating around this room. And honestly, you just have to grab it and choose to unwrap it. And God has some very special things for you today. On the way here, I was actually contesting with the Spirit and thinking, what is this all about? And as I've been here, the Lord has said to me, I have a double portion for you today. We're not supposed to get this special treat twice a year. And then what follows is the new year where we get to start again. You're getting a second chance in the middle of the year. There are gifts that God has for us. All we need to do is reach out and take hold of them. He wants a fresh start. For some here, he, this is your new year. This is your fresh start. This is your new beginning. For some, this is the birthing of something new. You don't have to wait till next year. It's ready for you right now. If you want it, reach out, embrace it, choose to open it up and take hold of it. Thank you, Lord. That's simple. You just, you just reach out. Even sometimes it helps to do things in the physical with our body. If, if you feel like that, you say, God, I just want to, I want to grab hold of everything you've got. Just open your hands and grab it. Just say, God, I just, I receive. I receive. I receive this morning. I receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
I feel like there's um, some words that need to be spoken out. If you feel like you're getting a picture that needs to be shared publicly or you're getting a word or you're seeing something, I just want you to come over and see me um, because I feel like there's some things that need to be spoken out this morning. So if you feel like you've, you're getting something and you know it's for more than just you, I want you to come and uh, come and share it. So um, thank you, Jesus. I just get a picture of wells and I think um, there's some people here that have their wells are overflowing, they're full and God has blessed you. And then I see others who are really, really, really struggling and, uh, and their wells are half full. And I just feel like Marion said, you know, it's Christmas, it's a time for giving and I don't know how God wants to do it but I feel... I feel just in the spirit of fellowship that those with the full wells can share with those whose wells are half full and just so thirsty and dry and can't even reach out and receive that gift because, you know, they just feel a bit dead and they need refreshing and filling up. And those who have those full overflowing wells, that's to share, that's to give. Amen. All right, we're going to do it this way. If you feel like you are just like dredging up and just like it's hard work, I want you to come here. And those that are over, but we're going to do that first. All right, so if you now don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Just if you feel like, oh God, I just need refreshing. I just need you to touch me. I just need to be filled up. I want you here. All right. Thanks, Christian. I want you here. If you just feel like you need a touch of God and you need as mum said, just filling up. Because God's doing stuff. It is Christmas. He's got some gifts for us. So come, come, come. Do whatever you need to do. Sit, lie, stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now the full ones. Those overflowing ones. I want you to come. Who's going to minister today. Thank you, Jesus. You come, come the overflowing well. She come here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now stand with me up the front, and I'll up here, up the front, <laughs> the circle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're just going to bless these ones. We're going to bless these ones. Thank you, Lord. So just if you're feeling like you just want to give this morning, you have something to give, I just want you to lay hand on the shoulder and just bless them. The power of the blessing is amazing. A blessing is an amazing thing. Bless them with health. Bless them with everything they need. Bless them with refreshing. Bless them that they would have success. Bless them with all good things. Yeah, the power of the blessing is amazing. Amazing. Just reach out your hand and just love on them this morning and bless them in the name of Jesus. And let God just gift to them this morning. You know, there's tissues here. Don't worry about that. If you want to cry, cry. If you're praying and you want to cry, cry, that's okay. Let's just really bless these guys today. Amen? Let's do that.